This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these goats. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Podcast, 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 my pretty. What's up, Al? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, you know I've told you I like to write to businesses now? Yeah, I've heard for the last, I don't know, nine years? Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's so easy now if you want to write to a business I or don't. a restaurant. It's just, it's easy. You can you do it, of course. Go to their website. There's a contact page. Send them a quick email. And you get responses, too. I do get responses from a lot of companies. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what product and ingredients are you writing about today? So over the weekend, Gina and I went to a restaurant down the, the Jersey Shore, one we had not been to. We drove past it so many times. I, we never stopped in. I said, let's go. It's an Italian place. Okay. And there were some listeners in there that were uh, sent me a Miller Lite. It was great. I had a great time. So I'm looking at the menu, and on the me- this was not a fancy restaurant. Oh, but so far you like the experience. Yeah. Everything's good. Okay. It's a normal Italian restaurant. Fair enough. It's not a. My point is, it's not a specialty seafood mm-hmm. place. And I see on the menu, uh, wild Alaskan salmon. Now I know that restaurants don't serve wild salmon. They don't. Mm-hmm. It's not a particularly tasty dish, and it's very thin. Like it's different than regular. Salmon. Mm-hmm. Like normally you go to a restaurant and you get salmon. It's uh that's a like um Atlantic farm raised salmon. Mm-hmm. They, they got farms where they're just stuffing food in these salmon's faces. They get them nice and fat. They make it a tasty fish. So I see it on the menu and I know that that's a better nutritional choice is wild Alaska. Mm-hmm. And Gina sees it. She goes, Ooh, they got wild salmon. I go, This is, I said, I'm going to order this, but I know I'm not getting wild salmon. Okay. And I'm good with that going in. And, of course, it came to me. It was regular salmon. It was a regular salmon. And it was delicious. Okay. But. It's not what you thought you were getting. Well, you knew what you were getting, but not what they're portraying that you're getting. Correct. So, a couple days later, (laughs) on a board Monday, Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I'm going to write to that restaurant. (laughs) And I'm going to be very nice. I'm going to say, I knew what I was getting, so I was not disappointed. It was very good. I said, but just there are certain people that are very particular with their diets, and will will order that thinking it's wild salmon. I said, just a heads up, it isn't. It wasn't wild salmon. So the guy wrote back, very nice. And the guy goes, "Sir, I can show you my invoice. We're it is wild salmon. I'm paying a, a a pretty good price for it." He goes, "I eat the salmon multiple times a week. I can assure you, this is wild salmon." So I wrote him back. Oh, it didn't end there. No. <laughs> so I wrote him back, and I said. All due respect, sir, perhaps your supplier is telling you they're giving you 
wild salmon when in fact they're giving you farm raised salmon. He goes, I'm going to look into this. So he gets back to me. We had a nice, interesting discussion. So they are using farm raised salmon, but the least farm raised possible. And here's what their supplier claims because he sent me the website to their supplier. Okay. Wow. (laughs) Well, he wanted to make sure that you knew he's not jerking you around. And, And I think he was happy to get an education on salmon that we didn't even know sure. was available. So there's there's regular farms where they farm salmon. This place that they're getting it from is up in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. Canada. And they have uh, cages in the ocean up there, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and their salmon is in there f- running around freely but in cages. But that still is, in fact, farm-raised salmon. They're not out in the wild getting right. their food. right. So, but I'm sure there's some level that allows them to categorize it as such. Yeah, I don't. And maybe in Canada, in Canada, that's maybe. what I mean. That but, allows them to sell it that way. Yeah. So I'm curious if they're going to switch that up on their yeah, menu. They call it the Duke salmon. <laughs> so I've got my eye on everything down there, Jerry. I'm constantly writing to businesses. I'm constantly writing to restaurants. You ever wonder, like, just that story alone yeah. and what that guy goes through to get the the salmon. Right. You ever wonder what it's like if you open your own restaurant, like, how clueless you would be? Like, where do you even start right. to I'd be get like, everything? Right. I would think one food supplier gets me everything. I would think so, too, and clearly not because he's getting that from a salmon farm. Right, from a seafood place. And it's an Italian restaurant, which means he's got to be getting his cheeses from somewhere else, and the meats are coming from somewhere yep. else, and maybe specialty meats from... What a complicated situation that yes. is. And your hours are nuts. Yeah. That's Man. why I tried to be nice about it. And I think we had a lovely exchange. And I thought it was nice that I was uh, able to uh, bring up something to a business owner without being douchey. Right. He responded without being douchey. I responded back. And uh, we both got an education in uh, salmon. And you got it done. Yeah. You going to open up a salmon restaurant now? No. In fact, Sockeye Salmon. <laughs> In fact, let me let me even read you, Jerry, one of my emails to him because uh, of the way I worded it. First of all, by the way, I also didn't email him under Al Dukes. I created a fake name. Did you really? <laughs> That's funny. So you made up a new email address. Well, I have a really old email address with a fake name on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is funny. All of my email addresses have my name in some way, shape, or form. Mine does not. That's Mine's great. like a completely fake name. So if I all right, so if I went to that and said lost password, does it go to blank ooks at WFAN.com to retrieve it? No. Oh, it goes okay. to another fake. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. You really thought about this. And these are years in the making. Because I never anytime you have to give an email, I don't want my sure. real email because yeah. then I get flooded. That is funny. All right, so let's see. It's salmon stuff. So, I thought I had you there. Oh, no, I got another fake one for that. <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. Can't find it? I don't Delete know. Delete it. What'd you do? Eat Let's it. see. Oh, this is what I said. I said, I think your supplier is charging you for wild and sending you farm-raised. This part was kind of douchey. Take it to By a, you? Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to be douchey, but I could see where it comes across as douchey. Take it to a fish market. Very, <laughs> very easy to tell the difference between the two. That's not that bad. That's I not mean, bad, right? I I say it's not that bad because I know where it's coming from from you. If I was him reading that, I might have I might have wrote back, "Go f yourself." You're right. Actually, <laughs> at well, this point a nice now, business owner. And yeah, I told no. him, I said, uh, "Next time I come in, I'm going to ask for you." 
We're gonna, that's nice. We're going to talk salmon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's cool. But I also like that the guy is very into his restaurant and, and thought he was doing the right thing with the salmon. Yes. Went out of his way to get wild salmon. Yeah, for sure. Wild salmon. The wild salmon, it is not tasty. That's the problem. I, I've never had salmon that I've enjoyed yet. And I've tried in different spots. And I don't even, like, so now if I go to a really nice restaurant, I know that's the place to probably get it. But I've never had salmon I've enjoyed. I don't want to waste the meal. Yeah. That's the problem. I do love salmon in a restaurant when they, like, char grill it or something. But it's the fatty uh, salmon. It's still good for you, though. Or no? I guess. I mean, better than what? I don't know. Better than a piece of steak? No. Not better than a piece of steak. No. I would tell you that the number one thing you could probably get is a piece of steak. Is that true? As far as that's the healthiest thing to eat? That's the healthiest thing to eat. People yell at me, but. No, I know calorie wise, it's very low. It's got I know that too. protein. It's, uh, yeah. No, I would think I, the problem with salmon is these fish all have like m- mercury in them. Yeah. Then the, the salmon there, the, the farm raised salmon are gray. So, and they shoot them up with orange color to make it look like salmon. And yet you still eat it, a lot of it. Well, I didn't really know all this until recently. Got it. So now that's out. You're going to be down to eating. Soon you're going to be eating uh, twigs off of a tree. This is the problem, Jerry. The further you get into... Oh, it's terrible. Of course. The further you get into reading and learning about foods, the less you give yourself an option to eat. I'm down to like eating uh, apple chips. That's what I'm saying. You're eating four cashews and apple chips out of a vending machine. That's where you're at. And this is what I've learned over... And I've been doing this for about a year now. I learned... Here's what I learned. Steak, eggs, and fruit. That's it. Those are your three items. Yeah. I hate that vegetables don't come up on that. They don't come now, up. all of a sudden, vegetables have feelings. They have defense chemicals. I know. Jerry. I mean, come on now. So if you could eat a steak with a side of fruit. <laughs> this really sounds delicious. <laughs> and hey, can eggs. I have my steak and pears, please, for dinner? Meanwhile... Doctors will tell you, don't eat red meat, don't eat eggs. I don't know that they do that anymore. I feel like that was a 1980s, 90s thing. I feel like that's kind of over. It's back? Well, I mean, if you look at the paleo diet, if you look at this Whole30 diet that G's doing, they're all very heavily reliant on eating steak. And yeah, I mean, pretty much. That dairy, they tell you, eat full fat dairy. Right. Real milk, real butter. Right. What's ghee? That ghee is a, no ghee is a, a butter that had something else removed, so it's just the fat. Okay, because ghee is another thing. A lot of these diets, it says no butter, eat ghee. Yeah, but like I talked to my mother, I try to give my mother eating advice, and I was like, "Well, he makes." Oh, by the way, your number when it comes up blocked, blocked. Right? She's already, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've already decided. My I'm mother's kidding. been getting way too much. There's too much medical advice now for every little thing. I I I got to stay out of the way, but only because I'm just mm-hmm. feeding her more information. But like I was like, oh, you make something in a frying pan. What do you put? Margarine. Ugh. Like, we, but we were told at one point, yeah, butter sucks. Margarine was better. E-bar. And then I'm, I have no credentials. So why should I tell my mother what to be eating? What sure. are my credentials, Jerry? Other than I'm a becoming an well, expert you're studying on, it on the internet. I so mean, you, you are trying to learn from experts. Yeah, but none of these experts. A lot of these experts are not doctors or nutritionists. So then they're just random people. With they're people theories? who've done their own research on things. So why don't you become a nutritionist then? It'd actually be a nice way to go into retirement with a job and a little practice. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. Nothing stops me from just going into practice now. I can't call myself a nutritionist. I, I meant for you to call yourself a certified nutritionist. But if you, the other thing, too, is if you look at certified nutritionists, like I found this when uh, I recently, maybe two or three weekends ago, I was going through my medical paperwork mm-hmm. to put everything on the computer so I knew, like, when's the last time I had this test, mm-hmm. when I want to organize things. And I found my packet from the nutritionist when I had, a number of years ago, I had high blood sugar. Mm-hmm. You gotta see what was on this list. I wouldn't eat half of it. I didn't know. Don't eat half of it now. Is that true? Yeah, it's all crap. Give me an example. Allowed. Tostitos. Oh, have the um, have the multigrain. This is zero difference between the multigrain Tostitos and the regular Tostitos. There's zero. It's all terrible. As a matter of fact, there's something in it that makes you addicted to them. Correct. Think well, about and think about that. You used to eat half a bag a day. E- easily. And easily now, half a bag a day. And now nothing. Well, there are there are some like uh, Siete makes a lovely no, 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 no. I mean, chip. No, nothing, no Tostitos. Right, like that's out. The, the that's Tostitos what I mean. brand is yeah, out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, those are out. That's what I mean. So I don't know. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential, and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed one hundred thousand miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Uh came across this, which I thought I would interest you, Jerry. It's a rock and roll situation. I like rock and roll situations. So I remember I was telling you about this guy I follow on Twitter. His name is uh, Eric Alper. A-L-P-E-R. Yes, I vaguely remember he this. He tweets a lot about music. He's like a music, yes. um, I wouldn't call him a music critic. He's like a music journalist. Okay. And he has a show on Sirius XM. He just okay. seems to have a large following of people, but he does a lot of music-related stuff. Mm-hmm. So if I were to say to you, Jerry, which popular bands switched lead singers and had success? I think we'd come up with... Van Halen. Van Halen. They definitely had success. Um... Would I say Journey to some degree, but not really. Right, they didn't put out any. They didn't no. have any hit records. No, with but they the tour really successfully. The uh, other one that comes up a lot, uh, people would think, is the ACDC. Their I, their singer died. Yep, I was going to go there. They had another dude. And he had a bunch of hits. That might be about all I would go to. Exactly, that's all I would think of. So he wrote out a list of bands that changed lead singers: ACDC, Genesis. I forgot. Well, Peter I did, Gabriel was Genesis. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I then only Phil Collins Phil took Collins. over. Yeah. I forgot about that Peter one. Gabriel was the lead singer of Genesis? Yes. Wow. So, like, what would be a hit song he had? His was, like, earlier than even the 80s. He was in the 70s. I think uh, there was, they had a hit with a song called The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. You know that one at all? Not by name. Yeah, no. you might if you heard That's it. That's interesting. Okay. Yep. Pink Floyd. I See, I don't know. I really that. don't know anything about Me Pink neither. Floyd. I know nothing about Pink Floyd. I don't. I was not really a fan. A Van Halen on the list. Foreigner. But again, they didn't have any hits with the new that lead singer. That doesn't count then. Doesn't count. Sticks. Same thing. I didn't know that. 
CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. After John Fogarty, who took over? I don't know if that's before. I don't know if John Fogarty took over for somebody or if somebody took over after John Fogarty. I only know him as the lead singer. Right. Judas Priest, that's a stupid one. Motley Crue is a stupid one. So these guys, Motley Crue. So to me, it's still the same two. Right. Uh, Because then add Journey to the list. Very successful on tour. Right. Jefferson Starship. I don't know what that is. I've heard of them. I don't know. What Here's is. one that did that does count. Fleetwood Mac. Early okay. on, yeah, yeah. they had different. That's teams. a good one. Uh, Black Sabbath is a huge Ozzie one. Ozzy and who? Uh, Gerard. Oh, People are going to be mad at me. Damn it. Uh, Butler. Something Butler. I think okay. it's Geezer Butler or something All like right. that. Uh, so that's the list. He had other things on there that, that don't make it but there's a couple i forgot about like genesis is a big one yeah i never knew i didn't know i never knew peter gabriel was part of genesis but you can't go motley crew just because they probably you tell me vince neal who else was the lead singer of motley crew and when good question because the only time i've seen motley crew in concert even in their older years it's it's him right that's a weird one Interesting. I have to yell at him, Jerry, on Twitter. Well, I mean, that's, to... I mean, he's got a few good ones on the list, he did though, have, for sure. Right. And there, yeah, I am with you. If you switch lead singers, or you, you guys change out lead singer just to tour, that mm-hmm. don't count. I agree. I couldn't imagine, like, the Journey guy sounds like Journey. Mm-hmm. The guy in Foreigner now, he doesn't sound like Lou Graham. I, I don't think I've heard. I've died of... Foreigner? When am I listening to the Foreigner? And I also wonder, because Foreigner will play PNC Art Center, like big enough to play mm-hmm. there. Most people don't know it's the right. other guy. People think they're going to see Of course, they Lou think Graham. they're going to see Foreigner. Beach Boy's not on that list? No. They've had a bunch of different guys, right? Yeah. Mike Love about still isn't singer. the singer, is he? He is. Mike Love is still singing for the Beach Boys. Do you know my friend? I just saw this. This It was either this week or the very end of last week. He had Mike Love in studio on his show in Tampa. No kidding. The guy looked pretty good. Wow. Brian Wilson's the guy in rough shape. Yeah, well. From uh, Beach Boys. He's been in rough shape for a long time. Yeah, a long time. But this Mike Love looked terrific. A goatee. Damn. White goatee. How about that? Yeah. I I honestly didn't know that. Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe when next time Foreigner plays PNC. <laughs> You're just going to stand outside with a po- poster board. Hope you all know this is not the real lead singer of Foreigner. You know this is a Lou Graham, right? <laughs> I bet you have to be walking in with know who Lou Graham is. Right. Correct. So that's part of it, too. It's a night out. It's Farner. Hey, let's go. Yeah. That'd be me. I wouldn't know. And the interesting thing about like band like Journey, like we know Steve Perry, of course, had yeah. all the hits. And then they, the fellow who I can't think yeah. of his name has been very successful touring. But the Journey guitarist is the guy who really was Journey to begin with. He started the band. Yeah. Neil Schoen, I think mm-hmm. his name is. Yeah. And he's still there. And he's still there. That documentary on Netflix was pretty good. I keep forgetting to watch it. You've never seen it? No. Very well done. Oh, this is the one where they find the lead singer? The new one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did see that one. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, was there another one? No, I was thinking of another band. Oh, okay. It was, all, it was well done. And the thing that always struck me about it was his girlfriend or fiance or whoever it was being back in the Philippines and them talking like, you know, and you can see she's concerned about the girls and he just goes to his trailer. Yeah, that's going to last. <laughs> I'm not, not to be a bad guy. Yeah. I don't know how... I don't know. So you're suggesting that the current lead singer of Journey, you probably, you would guess, if you had to guess, or is he still in a relationship with the woman in the documentary, you would guess no. I would I would need to know if, if she moved here or not. Yeah. 
Because if she still is back in overseas mm-hmm. and your relationship is over a Zoom call, yeah. it's not a relationship. It's not good. And I know people have long-range, long-distance relationships. How could, you, how could that be a relationship? Like, honestly. It can't be. All right, hon, going on tour. See you in seven months in 17 other countries with uh, women throwing themselves at me every night. Thousands of female fans looking I, to get some journey I'm not action. saying I wouldn't be able to or wouldn't. I don't know. Do you think there's still, still groupies for older bands? I do. I do. But are they older Old. themselves? Uh-huh. I think so. So, like, Sammy Hagar always tells this story that when he joined Van Halen and they went on that first tour, the 5150 tour, mm-hmm. that he would be smashing out girls under the stage during Eddie Van Halen's solos, where he was like, you think if he wanted that lifestyle. I think it's there for you, for the taking. Even with the younger women? I don't know how young, but I would say in their 30s. Yeah, in their 30s, yeah. Yeah. Like a 35-year-old woman. Yeah, I do. 100%. Have you ever seen... Not just the girls. Have you seen the way people act when they drink at a show? That's true, right. And they're excited to be there. Are you kidding me? Do you imagine if there was a 30-year-old eyeing him up and down? She's had a few drinks. And he sends someone out, hey, we'd like to see you. You tell me she can say no? Right. Some would. Some would. Some won't. But you can't tell me they all wouldn't. How much VD did these guys get? <sighs> they had a constant VD. Right. I'd like to know which rocker woke up one morning with his penis green. Right. <laughs> It's telling you, hey, dude, can you give me a break? <laughs> or do they have condoms? My, I, no I would, way. Right, that's what I think. These I rock and roll guys were... weren't wearing condoms, so they had to get Mm-mm. they had to get VD. You would think so at some point. You would think so. Or get p- women pregnant. They got to be worried. These rockers, Jerry, mm-hmm. they've got to be worried about twenty three and me. Yeah. You're right. They can't upload their DNA on that. You have kids all over the place. Yep. I thought the 60 Minutes piece with the Chili Peppers was really interesting because they hit on that part of their life. And how, you know, like the whole piece was about, you know, they've been doing this for 40 years, basically, and they're still relevant, and they still pack out arenas, still pack out some stadiums. And, you know, when you hear their story about the drug use, the girls, the drinking back in the 90s when they really hit it big, Compared to now, it's about yoga and mindfulness training <laughs> and then go rock out yeah. and still be entertaining and energetic. It's weird that that's the same band. Oh, some of the pieces have come and gone, but you got Chad Smith has been there the whole time with Flea and Anthony Kiedis, or at least for most, I think he joined in 88 or something, but 88. And then Frashanti's been in and out, but like those are the same guys that were nuts. Yeah. And they're still really good on stage, but they're completely different now off stage. And you you know they they probably didn't become different off stage at the same time. There was probably like one guy kind of dropped down, was like, I'm gonna go back to the hotel and relax. And the other guy started a party. Then a couple years later, another guy drops yeah. drops down. At first, you're the dweeb, yeah, that doesn't want to still party. And then all of a sudden, the three or four years are like, hey, you know what? It's enough. Well, they say the singer can't party as much because they got to have their voice ready. Sure, and know. he did. Anthony Kiedis was nuts. He was party guy? Nuts. Yes. 100%. Yeah, I wonder now, like, this Bruce Springsteen tour, which I'm following along, he's not playing every night. He's playing, and then they play, like, four days later. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's he? what are they doing in between? Massages? I don't know. Therapy? Yeah. Laying out by a beautiful, endless pool? Maybe I, that's it. I don't know. 
I, and they're in, it's not like they're just in Bermuda. I mean, they're in some pretty terrible cities. Well, yeah, it actually saw on social media in, uh, they were in Portland. They went to Seattle and then Portland. Okay. And in Portland, I know they, I know they do this in Seattle too, but I guess they do it in Portland at those fish markets where they throw you the yeah. fish. Yeah. Well, there's Bruce Springsteen in a leather coat catching fish. Is that true? Yeah. He wanted to go get the catch the fish experience. See, that's pretty cool. So I guess that's what you do on your days off. I guess. Off. Catch fish. I always think like, so we were at Borgata to see Sebastian Maniscalco two months ago or whatever, three months after, I forget when it was, in October, November. I remember sitting there like, you know, having a drink before the show. Wait, like, he's in New Jersey. I know he's from New York, but like, he's... At the Borgata in Atlantic City. What is he doing? Just hanging up in his suite waiting for, all right, showtime, let's go. Like, doing what exactly? Yeah, I don't know. Right. Just, what was he doing And what does he do tomorrow when he's got more shows the next night? Just hanging out in his room? Right. He can't walk around. No. I mean, he's become too big of a star. So, what? Room service? Right. I would think it gets boring, right? Like, even if you're in a lonely. beautiful suite, it gets boring. Lonely. lonely. Yeah. Very lonely. Because you just can't walk amongst the people. There's no way. He would get mobbed so fast. Imagine him walking by, uh, going to one of these restaurants or the, the buffet bar. <laughs> right, there he goes. Oh, shot. Right. Yeah, CeeLo brought up in the warm-up show, which you'll hear after this, he brought up, the. have you seen the, Sebastian is in a movie? Um, no, I haven't seen it, but my friends were telling me about With it With Robert De Niro. Yeah. Uh, I saw the clip. It looked good. Yeah, no, he's, I could see it. I know my wife's very much into I think she liked him until we went and saw him live. Like, she's, now it's like anything he does. She loves. Yes. So she liked him, now she loves him. Yeah. Because I, I think, so this special that he did in November was all brand new material, which I found hilarious. His last one I thought was not great. And I think that was the first one she saw. And I think her thought was, oh, he's good, but I don't understand the hype. And I was kind of with her. That was not, a, I felt like that was a rushed one. That he had to get something out. I didn't think it was great. This one was fantastic. And since this last one that she saw, she's all in. Yeah. Like he's going back there again in November. She's like, we got your tickets. I'm like, fine. Yes, okay. Yeah, it's funny it. what seeing somebody live does. Yeah. So even like the same music that you might have been listening to for 30 years, mm-hmm. when you see it live, it gets you right back into it. it sure like, does. that's all I'm playing is this Yeah. for it's weeks. True. Like when I went and saw Bush and Live, I haven't listened to live in forever. Now I'm like, you know what? Went my car. I'm like, I get these songs yep. back on. You know, it's 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 a different experience for sure. One of the rock stations, I don't know if it was 104.3 or 102.7, but they used to uh, when there was a concert in the the Meadowlands or in Long Island, they would do something called Concert Echo, which was as soon as the show ended and they knew you were in your car, they would play the sh- the set list. No, but they kidding. would use the stu- the studio recordings, yeah. of course. But they play the songs in order. Smart, yeah, very smart. Concert Echo. But that's so that's interesting. From the we'll get to go here in a second. But that's interesting to the question that you always ask about about listening to sports radio or whatever. You just sat there and listened to the music. You probably listened to the music going in to get yourself yeah, ready for the concert. Pumped. And something like that, I guarantee you, people are into. It's kind of like you listen to the pregame shows going into the game. You go to the game, why would anybody then turn a post-game show on? It's the same thing. It's what you like. Right. And it's what intrigues you, and it's what captivates you. Right. You're immersing yourself in everything about it. Yeah. And I know sports and music are different, but they're kind of one and the same as well as it being entertainment and what people like. 
So that is, I didn't know they did that. That's pretty cool. Concert Echo. Yeah, pretty cool. All right, Jerry, let's do the warm-up show. Warm-up show Echo. Sure. Mm-hmm.